come up with a an online handle, you know? I mean, you and sticking with work. Mr. Movie Slut or you want something different? Like I I don't know. I I, I nothing I haven't really given it any thought to be honest. Open up your inbox. Let the internet give you some nicknames. Yeah, you got to come up with like a gamer tag. I can't do anything with like Josh there, or Zorich. Like, like it's not. There's nothing not, in like real fun. life or or like oh like oh he burned you good. Like you can't like we can't work that somehow. Like oh you got Josh. So, uh, yeah, you got Josh. You got jizzed. Jay Z. You got jizzed. <laughs> I'll take it. What's well, I mean? You it's... want that to stick? Really? <laughs> like that's the one you're gonna choose? <laughs> my, my my immediate does idea stick. goes to jizz, and he's just like, oh, yeah, why does, not? It does. Now, if, if play play the tape back on that. Within five seconds, I believe Mike said you got jizzed. Huh? I said I'll take it, and Brian said you want that's the one you want to stick. <laughs> yeah, and he had just pointed out why that made sense. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of Bry Guy and Super Friends. I'm your host, Brian Labick. Joining me for this episode is a man who is still open to suggestions for a new nickname, Josh Zorch. I, I really need some help with this, guys. I, I have not... My mind's been blank for like three months. I got nothing. <laughs> Please help. Uh, we also have gamer, streamer, podcaster, Tyrannus himself, Mike Bradley. Hey, guys. You can check out the stream at twitch.tv slash Tyrannus. That's two eyes in that, by the way. Or, uh, if you want to support St. Jude... You can head over to Tiltify.com slash at Tyrannus slash Tyrannus dash May dash SJ to donate to my St. Jude campaign, which will be running for the entire month of May, but it's open now until the end of May if you'd like to donate. Uh, first week of March, we managed to raise $1,220 as a community for that. I would love to raise much more than that across the entire month of May. You can head over there and do that. Also, STMP Grips. You can get a 30% off uh, discount if you use the code T-A-U-R if you would like some grips for your PlayStation or Xbox controllers. That's my cool. advertising spiel. Well done. Plug that well. I didn't practice. Uh, <laughs> uh, and lastly, we actually have Ian Lydic here, too. Hey, guys. So in about a year, big project coming up. About a year, we're going to have it all set up. Unless that bitch down Florida, Carol Baskin, fucks it up for us. But if she does not, in one year, you'll be able to come out to see my zoo. We're going to have cats. We're going to have tigers. We're crocodiles. We're going to have big old bobcats. Come on down, baby. That bitch, Carol Baskin. I think we know where his conversation is going go tonight. <laughs> little teaser for what's going on later. Ian, if you really pursue that as any part of like a life enterprise, I I, I don't know how much, but I I promise you, I will be some kind of like micro investor. I, I let you David know. Lewis didn't kill himself. I I looked, and it only costs two hundred dollars to get an exotic animal dealer license in the state of Pennsylvania, which will let me buy, sell, and breed exotic animals. No testing, by the way. You don't have to pass any tests. You just have to apply and pay two hundred bucks. Bobcats, tigers, <laughs> lions, elephants. 
come check us out in a year, buddy. I love the accent just comes out of nowhere for that. The Pennsylvania accent there. But, like if you're you good, you're going through your spiel, you just have to do the accent. It just starts. I can't stop it. Are <laughs> oh, you going to be Ian Exotic or are you going to go with something different? Oh, that is an excellent question. Well, I could be Ian Exotic, but I feel like... I, I don't want people to think this is an animal sex thing. <laughs> That's real important for me. I do not want people to think that. You can see right there, Brian's like, cut that part out. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to cut all this out. <laughs> it's, it's totally fine. Um, it's going right, to so, go from, oh, and Ian is here to just the next sentence. <laughs> yeah, just, we're just going to go through the spiel of what we're doing on this episode. It's all gone. <laughs> I'm so happy right now. <laughs> um, all right, so our, our last episode was a way for us to catch up on sort of what's been going on in the news. We only covered a couple things, but it needed to be said. Uh, this episode will be a way for us to catch up with each other. So we're going to be talking about what's up with you. Um, it does kind of seem like we've been off for, yeah, probably about two months. So, you know, we took off for two months and all hell breaks loose. So we're just trying to recuperate and survive and... In the quarantine, see how we can occupy ourselves. So it's a perfect time to go over what the hell we've been up to while we're stuck inside. This is what happens in a world without Bry Guy and his super friends. Yeah. See? We've created the apocalypse. If you want someone to blame, it's all our fault. No, don't. don't no, do not that. mine. Not <laughs> mine. <laughs> Ian just works here. I, I know we've, uh, I think I've said this in the past. You guys think... get paid? Yeah. <laughs> and stimps. Yeah, you're, you're going to get a 200% raise, too. Yeah. Off your, off your current rate here. Uh, I think I've said in the past we uh, I, I gotta maybe recruit the services of uh, Chris Oliver again, and we'll see if we can come up with a uh, "What's up with you?" theme song. Oh, get a little jingle. Yeah, I feel like I should actually look. I feel like I recorded something. Maybe Andy did that was a "What's up with you" type of thing. Okay, it might just be him saying "What's up with you" in a funny way. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's I, don't can, I don't think it's. Maybe we can like if you get incorporated not... that in a jingle, yeah, 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 we we definitely got to use See that. If we can remix it somehow. <laughs> um, all right. So in the interest of uh, trying to keep the episode moving, because we always are notorious for like we're going to be an hour, and then two hours later happen. <laughs> um, then we start the episode. Yeah, <laughs> true. <laughs> uh, so we're gonna we're gonna implement a twenty minute timer. So we're gonna go around the room. We we picked our little bit of order here. So Josh is gonna go first. We're gonna go to Mike, then Ian, then me. Uh, if you've never listened to What's Up With You, we're just basically talking about what we've been up to. So right now we're stuck inside. There's nothing left to do except for watch stuff, play games. So any movies, TV shows, video games we've been talking about and playing, uh, that's what we're going to go over. So once Josh is up, I'm going to start the timer for 20 minutes, whatever we get through in 20 minutes, and then we're moving on to Mike. So Josh, whenever you are ready, I will start the timer. Uh, so I think I'm going to start off with uh, books, actually, because I have finally gotten back to kind of reading. Uh, I think the last couple of times we did this uh, since last summer, I, I think I remarked how I was reading American Gods like forever. And I, I, I just really like slow paced through that. Um uh, and then after that, uh, I spent a couple of months reading through a tour book uh, for uh, Sarah and I's Ireland anniversary vacation, which I finally finished I don't know, some after, after New Year's, which is great because uh, hopefully we'll still be able to go on that vacation. In what is that planned for? October. Okay. Yeah. Fingers crossed you can make that. Yeah. 
luckily so uh, that finally got done um after that i i cracked into something that uh some friends uh, had gotten me for christmas um uh thank you to uh, paul and heidi paul anderson my fellow actual author uh find go out and find his work he's a horror writer he has a ton of stuff um everyone's gonna be inside for a while so go read true um uh he and his wife uh, heidi uh they are actually the parents of sarah and i's goddaughter uh amy uh they had gotten me the first two i guess what they called trade paperbacks i guess the first two volumes of lock and key hmm. oh okay uh so i guess it was like all together maybe like 12 to 14 issues in in the two volumes um, I'd kind of heard of it before, and it was just on the cusp of like Netflix announcing the release date for their show adaptation version of it. Uh, so once I finally got around to reading it, I actually got sucked into the books pretty easily. Um, I read through those first two in like one sitting, and then I got volumes three, four, five, and six, I think, from the library got through those um i requested the the last volume whether it's six or seven it's called uh, alpha and omega but that was just as everything was shutting down so the library shut down uh and then i actually bought it from i ordered it and bought it from half price books because for like two weeks they were doing curbside pickup even though the stores were kind of off limits but then like three days later everything else kind of got nixed so i got a call i don't know over a week ago that it had come in but they weren't even allowed to allow me to stop by and pick it up how so, much is it killing you that the book is just waiting for you there it's just sitting there yeah and, <laughs> and now that the order in pennsylvania and like nationally is kind of extended through the end of april um this like last volume so that's the thing if i was like in the middle of it it'd be one thing it's like the last six or seven issues of this whole thing right are just sitting at my local half price bookstore uh and i can't get to it so <laughs> um no i've really just wait them. it's gonna be longer than that too don't worry yeah i know tell me about it i've already prepared myself for that um but no i've actually really enjoyed them um the show adaptation was vastly different uh in in a lot of tone and uh uh, reworking of the, of the story um even though the author joe hill who is uh stephen king's son um he was he, i don't i don't know if he was a screenwriter for the show but he was definitely like a a co-showrunner so he was very much involved in you know moving the the material from print to screen um i, th I think the the books are much darker than how the show came out um there's definitely like some flat out like sadistic moments that happen <laughs> on on the show but it wasn't as uh, like lacking co conscious or or brutal so in a way the the question i have for you is the the previews for the show i have not yet watched it uh -huh. like it interested me and then it kind of reminded me of the house with the clock in the walls okay i could see that um and I, I, I felt like I was hoping that it would take that more darker turn. Mm -hmm. Does it do that? Or is it 
more house with a clock in the walls. Definitely darker than, like, just between comparing between those two things. But I could see that they were still going for sort of like an acceptable teenage audience. Whereas opposed to like, there's a lot of stuff that Netflix makes that is, you can just tell like, this is for mature audiences. Right. So they were going more softer. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I'll be Um, honest, I don't really know too much about the material. Can you like summarize or try to sell me on it? Yeah, I mean, the basic idea is a family moves into a new home that's, uh, it's it's like a a family estate home um, after their, their father passes away. And uh, it it belongs to his the the, the father's family, um, and as things go, they the 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 last name of the family, the main family, is Locke L O C K E, uh, so it's very punny, lock and key. Uh, the house itself has a history, and it has supernatural qualities, and there are supernatural physical keys that are involved that do different things okay i mean that's a base that's the basic i could give you without actually i would say like spoilers per se but yeah, like yeah ruining some of the the fun of learning what the story is actually about and, and what these right things gotcha. do. Yeah, um, yeah but it, it is definitely on the darker side of like why the dad died and the backstory and so what like, gets pursued through the first closer to like scary volumes. stories to tell in the dark then oh oh yeah closer to that yes okay then i will definitely be watching this because yeah. the house with the clock in the walls i didn't really enjoy that much no that i mean as, as far as like the film version of that yeah um, the film um yeah and i i, I saw that it, yeah that was definitely more of a, like a pg type of like goosebumps or hocus yes. pocus type of thing which is fine i wasn't was, expecting that from eli roth though True. Yeah, very true. That, that's why I, w- I had different expectations for that yeah. when I saw that one originally. So it, Yeah, I mean, it definitely, I wouldn't say it goes constantly as graphic or dark as, like, The Walking Dead would be, but oh, it's no. definitely, um, like, there's there's a lot of language in it. The wow. violent acts that some of the characters are uh, performing are, like, not sugar-coated in any way. Like, there's murder, there's a lot of like sick shit happening but um it's still but like even to the point and and not to like be a dick about it but like in this way that it's the type of type of horror that like in in print like brian you'd actually probably would enjoy the story yeah enough like it it would it would be fine um but yeah that's sort of how like that was like sort of my transition between what i've been reading and what i've been watching um the last thing I've been reading lately is in preparation for the vacation again. Um, I started reading uh, some recommended, like uh, I- Irish uh, traditional novels and whatnot. Um, so there's okay. a collection of short stories by James Joyce called The Dubliners um, that I'm about halfway through, and uh, yeah, I just had this like list compiled from like tour books and things we'd researched on like hey before you come if you've never been to ireland like read these couple of books watch these couple of movies so just kind of working my way through those 
Are any of them like a set of limericks? The ones I the, the, specifically out of James Joyce or any of their no, it's just Irish in general. I know they're famous for their limericks. <laughs> I'm sure they would not be uh, hard to find, but uh, nothing that nothing that I've put on the shelf. No, was I any think... of it in Gaelic? Even like like any of the books, like not you know full on like I can't read Gaelic, but not like you know like the King's English. It would I be know... in Celtic. Yeah, that's why well, the word I was looking for more than anything. <laughs> well, I mean, even even both, because like traditional Irish, um, there's plenty of stuff out there. I remember in college trying to read like an old, older version of Sir Gawain and the Green Knight. And it was still like in a more like historic, traditional, mm-hmm. like Gaelic. Old English? Old English type thing. I, I couldn't read it. Mm, like Chaucer? Um, yeah, like like original Chaucer kind of kind of writing, and it was yeah, I could not read it. But uh, no, the Dubliners like James Joyce was writing in like the late eighteen hundreds and early nineteen hundreds. So it's yeah, it's very readable. Anything on how to make the English pay for their bullshit in Northern Ireland? <laughs> I'm kidding. Uh, I'm kidding. I mean, I'm, I'm kidding. not necessarily seeking out that kind of <laughs> insight. If you want it? Let me know. We're also <laughs> uh, we're also not. I mean, the itinerary like we don't have any reservations or plans to be able to visit Northern Ireland while we're there. We'll just be. You're not going to Belfast? No, there's too much else that like we. And we I'm kidding. I'm a kidding. Lot of, no, I mean we actually would have if we had like maybe two more days, but we actually had to cut quite a bit out, um, to fit everything in, and we have almost like twelve days there. And we nice. still had to chop stuff away, and we won't make it to, Nor- to Northern Ireland, so. You're not missing a whole lot there. It's not a nice place still. <laughs> I- I'm sure, like, some of the ma- more major cities, you know, probably have certain things that are enjoyable uh, in and of themselves. Oh, yeah. But, um, yeah, there's there's a lot of the country that we're actually not going to have a chance to see, I, pr- I-, I think. Well, it's just, like, with that, it- all that stuff is so old there. Like, in anywhere you go there, there's something cool, be- just because it's all been there for so goddamn long. Like, yeah. none of it was built in the 1700s. It's all been there much longer. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, yeah, like, it, it, there's uh, towns you can go to that'll have roads from 1100. Mm-hmm. The uh, place where we'll be, I think our second, like, our second to last day um, is, it's called Sean's Pub, and it is considered by many to be the oldest pub in all of europe oh cool it dates from like 900 i feel like you have have a drink there you have a root beer well okay so here's the thing is (laughs) i think he has a ginger ale (laughs) well we are so we we are driving we're not like on a motor coach tour so even like i'm in ireland i would at least try some of the stuff like i have no desire or i care i would not enjoy myself anymore to try to get like very irish drunk in the pub whoa 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 whoa. as an irishman irish drunk offends me (laughs) is it the legal limit (laughs) 0.01 in ireland to drive what's that don't you have to be at least at 0.01 to drive in ireland (laughs) there's a minimum (laughs) drunk requirement um but that doesn't be because most of our driving, like we're we're barely staying in any place more than a day, and some of this stuff is going to be 
um, like stopping at like a Jameson distillery, stopping at Sean's pub. So I really can't indulge a whole lot because yeah, you have a we taste, then imme- though. Right, yeah, yeah, that's the thing. It depends. Like some of the small places we're stopping, some of the distilleries and whatnot, I could do like one sample, but I am like ultra conservative when it comes to that so like the idea of even testing having anything beyond too much with like and driving like i'm not on the right side of the road i don't mean that i just mean literally a taste they do have tastings they'll pour you like a third of a shot in a lot of places where it's just like taste how good we are at making whiskey and then yeah so so like at the at the some of the distillery tours like they'll have like a bowl you can spit in like sarah will be able to do like a more uh robust tasting session or do those kind of things but that's like yeah the extent of what i'll get it to do most of like if we're staying in an area for the night like once we arrive for the night and like if we go down to the pub and have like a beer with dinner like try something like i'll probably do that but yeah i mean like someone like try a real irish guinness oh yeah well we're going to the guinness uh we'll be in double irish guinness should be served hot like coffee so we're going to guinness itself and i'm sure it'll be everywhere but uh yeah like just do me a favor and photo document every drink you have (laughs) that's the thing ireland is wasted on someone like me so much (laughs) see and this is what i feel like man as an i i think i'm the only irishman here yeah (laughs) i don't know like i know like i have no idea what your origins are any i have some irish in me i don't know how much but i know there's some there same pure blood over here i mean you're pure blood well, fifty. It's because I'm half Scottish. I meant there's none of that filthy Irishman blood in here. Wait, so so you're half Scottish? Yeah. Okay, so speaking as the only Irishman here, um, you know, it, it being known only for like this whole like drinking thing is killing me. Well, I will be sure to let you know all of the drinks I am not having while I'm there, Mike. <laughs> Uh, they're going to waste. Fair enough. Fair so, enough. Um, yeah. Well, let me steer back to some stuff real quick. So I uh, went through some other stuff on Netflix. I said I went through the Lock and Key series. Uh, before that, I finally watched the OA, which was interesting but weird. And I guess it was supposed to have. Like, the plan for it was to have multiple seasons, like everything, but the creators had, like, a like multi-season plan laid out, and since it got canceled after two, what was left was just very strange. Uh, but it was different. It was definitely, like, sci-fi and whatnot. Um, yeah, I, di- I did give that show a shot at some point. I think I got, like, two episodes in before I was like, this isn't for me. Like, it's not catching me. I, w- I agree with that, too. I would say it... Um, it was probably not until like episode like five or six of season one that I actually got hooked and like, oh, okay, this is actually really cool. Um, and okay. I re- I really dug all the season one, and then season two was very different than where I thought it, the story was going to go. Um, and then like Netflix, is there only two seasons? Yeah, uh, Netflix okay. has already canceled it, so it's not going to go beyond that. See, I've just lost all desire to even try to follow up and watch that show. Yeah, unfortunately. Does it wrap up nicely? No. Well, then, no. yeah. It, wasn't, like I said, it was planned to probably be like four or five seasons, and it's like they had a very, like, you could tell they probably had a long-form plan. They knew what it was going to be, but it needed to be that whole thing, and they just didn't get a chance to do it. 
It's a shame when that happens. Yeah. Uh, other quickly, I uh, just blew through Altered Carbon, second season of that. I've heard good things about that. I've uh, really enjoyed it. Uh, Anthony Mackie takes over as the lead actor in season two. Um, uh, who is it? Joel Kenneman. Yes. Was the persona that the character lived in in season one. Um, and then that gets transferred. It's a whole like consciousness transference thing. That's uh, one. I think Eric watched the first season. He kept telling me all about it. Like, you need to watch it. You need to watch it. And I still haven't done it. So I get it. I actually have to find time it, to do it's that. It's really good. I mean, the production value is really good. Um, the, the actress who played Misty Knight on Luke Cage. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, she's in season two. Okay. Um, so I dug that. Uh, and then I actually I finished that this morning while I was working. And then I started Happy season two. Mm. Which is just the, one of the most effed up shows I've seen in so long. <laughs> But it, I mean, Christopher Maloney is, he's genius. On Did that you show. see the big news? Uh, I guess not. Uh, Elliot Stabler is returning. Was, who's SVU. 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 His SVU character, they are bringing him back for his own series. Oh, jeez. I cannot <laughs> wait for that. Sarah will be happy, and I have some co-workers who <clears throat> apparently have seen every episode of Law & Order ever. Or something, so they're with happy. Stabler in it. I have, as long as Elliot Stabler's a part of it, I have watched them all. I actually, I told them like a week or two ago, like, oh, Happy is getting its second season. It's coming. It's going to be on Netflix because they were talking about like Ozark season three or something just released too. Yes, and uh, I was like, oh, Happy is out. You guys talk about Law and Order all the time. Well, Christopher Maloney is is on Happy. They're like, oh, really? I'm like, I, I don't think you're gonna like Happy. <laughs> it's it's really cool. I like it a lot. It's, it's out just, there. It's an acquired taste. Yeah, it's a little out there, but it's fun. Yeah. Uh, I know I probably am already at my time now, but... Uh, you got 50 seconds. 50, all right, so let's go through my <laughs> movie list for the last, say, month or so. Uh, Sarah and I rewatched A Quiet Place about a week and a half before... Well, probably about four days before they made the announcement that A Quiet Place Part 2 would be delayed. Uh, we had watched it again in preparation for the sequel, and now we'll just have to wait a little bit. Uh, yeah. We also were going to start going through Daniel Craig's James Bond movies again, so we watched Casino Royale, um, and then that got delayed. Um, but that gives us a lot of time. That's one thing we might do. I might say, like, let's finally watch the James Bond series, because I've only seen the Daniel Craig's and then, like, three of the... Uh, sean connery's so maybe we'll finally do those that'd be fun to revisit like as you're starting to go through them Pierce like just talk Bronson. about them on like another what's up with you or something how do i stop that I'm oh done. god he doesn't know how <laughs> <laughs> okay okay it's done how do you wake up in the morning if you don't know how <laughs> i have a i have an alarm this is just the i mean that's the alarm sound but it sets a different i was using the timer different different setting in the clock Go ahead, list out what you had left, Josh. I, I, I'm adhering to rules. My, I, I'm, <laughs> I'm off. If you can wrap it up quickly, you just just roll through your list. Uh, okay. So we watched Spinal Tap because Sarah's never seen it. I rewatched uh, Fantastic Beast: Crimes of Grindelwald, and I was telling Brian about this. I actually really found that I enjoyed it a lot more after not having seen it for like a year and a half. Um, and I watched a bunch of the special features, which really helped. Uh, we watched Free Fire which if you haven't seen that, you should. It is such a train wreck. 
of a of a story, but it's so fun. It's like a um uh Reservoir Dogs type of thing happening, but like an hour of the hour and a half of the movie is just a shootout happening in a warehouse because of like an. But I feel like it's very back. realistic. Like that's how I feel like a shootout would be. Have you, have you watched it? I did watch it. Yeah, because okay. you got it for me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't know if you said. Yeah, it's very like it's just in real time as the seconds tick by. It's it's a lot of fun. I think. Uh, we rewatched the original Candyman because hopefully that sequel is still coming on time in June. Uh, we watched. Don't hold your breath. Next yeah, I know. to doubt. Um, and then something we started doing was we started like mixing series. So we watched the Nolan Dark Knight trilogy. And like we watched Batman Begins and then we watched Inception and then we started watching Mission Impossible and then went back to Dark Knight. And then we watched Clue and then watched Mission Impossible 3. And then we finished. 3 gets a bad rap, but 3 is really fucking good. 3 is amazing. Philip Seymour Hoffman is like, he just yes. he steals that movie every second he's in it. Yeah. Um. So after we finished Dark Knight, then we kept going with Mission Impossible, which we just finished like two days ago. No, last night. We watched Fallout last night. Um, so we finished Mission Impossible, and then we started interspersing that with the J.J. Star Treks. Uh, so we watched the first one of that, and then Star Trek Into Darkness the other day, too. So we got to finish that, Beyond. J.J.'s first Star Trek movie is, is like damn near pitch perfect. It's as good. I will say it is as solid of a movie as like Iron Man. Yeah, there is nothing wrong agree. with yeah. the first JJ Star Trek. Like the, the pacing in that the movie, it just one, goes. I was gonna say, in the end of the third one, still has one of my favorite scenes. Oh yeah, yeah. I got the Beastie Boys scene. Oh, and that that's, they, that's the only way to put that. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was amazing. Yeah, if you're not smiling ear to ear at that scene, like, come on. <laughs> oh, and the very last thing, uh, Sarah and I started watching The Office last night. She, oh, I did see her Facebook never, post for that. She's never watched The Office ever, so we watched the first four episodes. Is it tough for her you to learn got... all the jokes already? <laughs> you know, I have. I was not someone who went back and like constantly rewatched it. Mm -hmm. I I watched it once through, and I was never. I, so many years ago, I got out of like even watching regular repeat TV on syndication, mm -hmm. so I didn't just constantly see the episodes over and over. So I've forgotten a lot, which is fun because it's like seeing it a lot of it for the first time again or being reminded like oh i forgot about that one coming up <laughs> so yep you've got a piece. lot of that good stuff coming nice good deal uh mike you're up all right start um, the timer fair enough uh most recently um finally got around to watching what we do in the shadows the series mm. uh which is absolutely 100 percent holding up everything the movie did it is, you know, it was that concern, like, it, you know, Jermaine Clement and Tycho were not going to be performing for this. They were, you know, directing and writing and everything, but they weren't actually going to be in it. So it was that concern of, like, how's it going to hold up? It fucking is amazing. I recommend <laughs> everybody go out and watch this. If you like the movie, you're going to love the show. Um... It, it, it holds up the humor without getting stale or trying to repeat the same jokes, which all too often things like that will try to do. Um, not a whole lot to say about it other than just go out and fucking watch it. It's still too fresh for me to, like, lay down spoilers or anything. 
Um, also, very recently, I uh, got to finally watch Ford vs. Ferrari. Ooh, that one's that, good. Yeah, that's a fantastic fucking movie. Um, kind of sad it didn't win any awards. Because I feel like it didn't win any. And I feel like there was definitely some deserved performances in there. Yeah. Um, specifically Christian Bale's performance. Mm-hmm. I feel like he deserved an award for something for that. Just give him something. <laughs> Is it nominated? Um, it so- did get some, yeah. It got some no- It was nominated for, like, Best Picture and I don't probably think Screenplay. Got- yeah, I'm going to look as you're talking. I don't know if it got any acting ones, though. Well, Christian Bale deserved it. If he didn't get a nomination, he at least deserved a nomination. Um, that, I mean, it was an awesome movie. I Like, I was putting it on at night, and I was glued to the screen watching the whole damn thing. Like, it's I figured a good I'd two fall and a half asleep. hour movie, but that moves. Like, it doesn't yeah. feel two and a half hours. Yeah. I, I figured I would fall asleep halfway through it and end up watching the rest of it the next day. Nope. I, I was awake the whole damn time, and I was loving it the whole way. Um... That was awesome. Um, haven't really done much reading during this quarantine. I've been playing a lot of video games, been streaming a lot, doing all that stuff. Um, I'll get into that soon. Uh, new ep- new season of The Clone Wars has been fucking fantastic so far. Um, again, not going to get into spoilers on it, but damn, you know, Dave Filoni just knows how to fucking tell a Star Wars story. Um, and... He's awesome. And then, of course, watching-wise, the only other thing is really the Tiger King, uh, which Ian was referring to earlier. Um, Of all the fucked-up stories I've ever seen on reality TV, this is one where it's like, even at the end, after everything you watch, you're still like, well, what the fuck just happened? Um... How do you describe it Monday, Ian? Like a a multiple train wrecks or something? Well, that's the thing. Someone mentioned it's like, it's like you. I think you said it. it's like watching a train wreck. I'm not too into that. I'm like, no, it's like you're watching a train wreck, and then another one starts before that one's even crashed yet, and then there's ten more about to happen, and you see them coming, and they all <laughs> just start crashing, and it's hard to keep up. They waited three episodes to tell us that this lady might have killed her husband. Yeah, so <laughs> and, and that's a huge deal. Thing... We don't bring <laughs> it up for three goddamn episodes. The, the... Like, this lady and her husband, it's one of Florida's unsolved murders or p- disappearances. Still to this day, nobody fucking knows where this guy is or where the body is or anything. Anything. If you ever want to know how to get into a show, look into this guy's story. What's his, It's like David Lewis or something like that. I can't remember his first name. Don. It's Lewis. Todd? Don. Don. Like Don Draper. Lewis. This guy says to a friend of his, if I can pull this off, it'll be the greatest fucking thing ever. Literally, those are like the quoted words he says to a friend of his. Next day, he fucking vanishes off the planet. Nobody knows where he is. They There was accusation that this woman who was like the PETA animal protector trying to like help the animals that these other people were supposedly abusing and all that. They claimed she fed him to her tigers. And it's like... But, but nobody has any physical evidence of anything. They can't charge anybody with anything. Everything's just going fucking nuts. And by the end of this, you're like, one guy sets up another guy to take over his zoo. He gets him charged with murder. Or, no, no, no. What was it? Like, it was um, interstate. Time out. Are you, are you spoiling? Not that I'm going to watch, but for anybody listening, are you spoiling the show? 
No, they, they don't have answers to any of this. There's no spoiling. The, the, By the, the end of the, the show, you're still like, what the, the fuck first, happened? You know that when you start it. Like, it starts off of a trailer, and you and the guy's in jail in the trailer. Okay. Yeah, yeah. He's in the in the trailer. He's in jail for murder for hire. And like, holy fucking shit! Like, seriously, like, if they they they, they kind of played it like like I had said before, the whole murders, or not murder, but the whole like tiger sex ring thing. And then Ian <laughs> kind of explained it perfectly. The one guy who still he was he didn't really have anything to do with it except like tangentially. He's, he knows everyone, because everyone knows everyone in the big cat community, that's what they call it. Everyone right. knows everyone! It's just a bunch everyone of incest. Everyone knows everyone. He has, well, it's not actual incest between them. It, it, you do have to it, clarify. <laughs> yeah, we do have to clarify. It's not actual incest. But, but this guy has, like, a harem of women, where if you come to work for him, you're expected to sleep with him. And this is somehow fucking okay. Um, they, they, they all work for him and it's like something like they said, like they work 16 hour days, they get paid a hundred dollars a week and their entire life and then their entire job is caring for these tigers and fucking this dude. That's basically, I can what... see that you've piqued Josh's interest judging by his face right <laughs> He's now. He's like, damn, I gotta get me some tigers. Um, I mean, uh, interest is, 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 is a <laughs> kind word I would use. Oh, the best part is they they talk to one of the girls that like escaped this tiger sex cult, and yeah. she mentioned she mentions like that she didn't really agree to it. They just signed her up to get plastic surgery, and she went with it just because it would mean three days off of work while she recovered. <laughs> yeah, yeah, she was gonna get some time off work, so she was like, ah, what the hell? Let's get boob implants and, as, and deal as with it because we get some time off. Quitting. Well, you're in well, a cult, it's like you any, know? It's like any cult, man. They're mentally stuck there, you know what I mean? Like, he, this dude is able to gain a mental hold on people. Like, after the 16-hour workday feeding and caring for tigers, it's really hard to plan out my escape. <laughs> <laughs> and, and they're all drawn in by their love of the animals, you know? That's, that's what the real sick part is. It's so many of these... Almost everyone in the big cat community is a manipulator and then tries to well, hold the, you in somehow. At the top end. Yeah, like the, the heads of the zoos and stuff. And it's yeah. all these people, they bring you in because you love animals and you want to help out these animals and that's how they get you. Yeah, the one guy that like was, he seemed like maybe not, maybe like the second in charge for Joe Exotic, the Tiger King. This guy was like fucking heartbroken by the end of all this because of what happened to the cats. Not because of what happened to Joe or what happened to anybody else, just because of what he had to deal with through his whole time doing what he did um boy that show is just fucked up i'm sure ian will bring it back up but seriously i don't and you end up the show not knowing whether to say fuck that bitch carol baskin or not because like they don't give you any closure to like what happened with this dude they still don't know like nobody fucking knows where this don lewis dude is or what happened to him I forget what county it is, but that county's police department was stated when this show aired that it's an open case still. And if you have any information, let them know. Yeah. Well, I just saw a story today that because uh, they lobbied for someone to be released and pardoned last year, and it, it happened, uh, that Kanye and Kim Kardashian are in communication with the White House to intervene in something regarding this 
Yeah. Not having Party watched the show, involved. I don't remember the details because they didn't stick because I couldn't contextualize it, but yeah. Every, everything about that sentence is scary. <laughs> Shaq appeared on the show. Yeah, briefly. Evidently, he went down and bought a tiger from the guy at one time. So, what the fuck just says, yeah, you know what, I'm going to own a tiger today. That's the thing. Mike oh, Tyson? Why? I was just like, well, so here's the thing. They You're actually tell the case, you. Here, Ian. <laughs> they, they, they actually tell you at the end of the show. In the U.S., there are five to 10,000 privately owned tigers. In the wild, there's less than 4,000 tigers. Good. There's there's more privately owned, there's like twice as many privately owned tigers just in our country than there is in the wild in People the world. People are stupid strong. Well, and that's just <laughs> tigers. That's not even like in counting like the crossbreeds and the lions and all the other shit. Like this guy goes on, he had a television web series. Or not not television, he had a web series like joeexotic.tv or some shit like that. Dot com. And no, Joe Exotic TV dot TV dot com. That was the whole. Oh, okay. <laughs> it was okay. fucked up. He he's not good at the internet. <laughs> so 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 there's a couple things that he did, where one he threatened to send this woman, like rattlesnakes in the mail, and then I'm pretty sure he actually fucking did it. Um, because she said like, oh yeah, the one day I opened up my mailbox and there was rattlesnakes. Or his fans did it, or some shit like that. Then, it, what Ian was talking about, he made fucking country music videos. Oh, and I remember the, talking about that. He made a country music video where he got an actress to play this woman feeding her husband to the cats. Like, he was trolling this woman about having killed her husband and fed him to her tigers. The craziest part about it. By making a country music video called, what was it, Here Kitty Kitty? Yes. That he called this? yes. The craziest part for me was when they started showing the music video in this, I thought they actually got her to appear. That's how good this double of her was. It, it was really astounding. Was. He's not wrong. The double they got looked exactly like her. Now, very, she's a very fucking white bread old blonde lady, to be fair. Like, I feel like you could find, like, a dozen of them in Allegheny County somewhere. <laughs> but, all the same... Uh, there's a quote like Ian gave his favorite quote from the series my favorite quote from the series is this woman Carol Baskin says well you know I always dress in all cat print and when I go to talk to a congressman or a senator I always dress head to toe in different cat prints because they know if you show up in cat print you're serious about cats well she's not wrong she's serious about cats <laughs> <laughs> I, I I just was like, nope, nope, that's not at all what that would tell me if I'm sitting at a desk and you walked in head to toe in cat print. Um, we I haven't mean, even she... mentioned our cuck husband yet. <laughs> <laughs> that is a good term for it. That is accurate as fuck. The, I mean, um, the beginning of the other sentence of when I go to talk to congressmen and senators, that implies that congressmen and senators are talking to her well she's been trying to get the big cat protection act or something it's something named something like that she's been trying to get that passed for years to try and prevent people like this joe exotic guy from selling people the opportunity to pet like tiger cubs and stuff because what they had was actually like a vegas ring where they would take tiger cubs and stuff up to vegas hotel rooms and people would pay hundreds or thousands of dollars to come up and play with the cubs and then 
it's like one of those things like it's bad for these animals and then but the problem was is they were taking the cubs and they would have them until they were 20 weeks old or so and then they would euthanize them and just make more cubs and this is why that she's fighting for this act to be put into place this is also the, the woman who's possibly suspected of having her husband killed or killing her yes. husband, something like yes. that. No, killing. She killing murdered her husband. Her husband. I, that's not a fact. It's a fact. We, we don't know say, what and, happened to and, her and, husband. Any time there does. might be reasonable suspicion that that's hanging over your head, that's gonna that's gonna damage your your. Oh, absolutely. Standing. There is reasonable suspicion because nobody fucking knows where it went, and she inherited <laughs> millions of dollars when he vanished. Because she changed his will right before he vanished. Yes, to also include that if he vanished, it counted. <laughs> like, uh, it's shady as fuck. I'm gonna move on. You're gonna run out and watch the show immediately when we're done. I'm not, because I think I'm getting everything that I need. No! To this isn't even 10%! <laughs> yeah, he's not wrong. You need to watch it. Like, it's it's ridiculous. We haven't even named, like, 20 of the characters. <laughs> yeah. Don't forget Joe Exotic's three husbands, one of which had property of Joe Exotic tattooed on his crotch that he, at the end of the show... Like, you get to see him, like, trying to tattoo over that. Not on his crotch, but, like, on, like... The pelvic region. Pelvic region that's safe to show without you say, you literally said on your on his crotch. Well, I mean, that's still your crotch. That's what he wanted to own, though. Groin area. <laughs> yeah. Uh, nonetheless, go out, watch this. If you, like Ian said, ten different train wrecks happen all at one time. And that's the first episode. <laughs> <laughs> you can see it all coming. Like, it's... Oh. There's still people related to all this that are going to be facing trials and jail time and all this shit. Not a problem. Um, so, moving on from there. Uh, Gaming-wise, for me, it's been a lot of Warzone. We played a lot of Warzone. I'm sure Brian and Ian will talk plenty about that. Uh, I have been playing through Resident Evil 2, the remake. Uh, in preparation for Friday's Resident Evil 3 remake release. Um, I can't fucking wait for that. Do we know what the, like, RE3 um, remake, are they making changes? Because I know with the second one, I don't remember the guy's name, but the one that follows you around the whole time. Yeah, what about him? Well, because that's basically how the Nemesis worked in 3. Like, are they doing well, no, something to change Mr. it? Mr. X follow. if you played through Resident Evil 2, the original, Yeah. Mr. X was in there, and he did that. Mm -hmm. But it was only to Claire in certain... Um, I think it was like Claire B. He would follow you around. Okay. He would appear in Claire A, but he followed you like that in Claire B. It's been a while. I just it felt more pronounced when I've seen the remaster. Well, it's it's a big deal. Every version now. Okay. Like it did. It did matter. What, like Leon A, Claire A. It didn't matter what version you were playing. He chased your ass around. And he was actually much more of a problem for Leon than Claire this time. Mm -hmm. Um. So is there changes? Maybe. I don't know yet. I just didn't know um, if they had announced or it came out in a trailer or something. Um, well, I played the demo, which was fucking awesome. You can catch that demo on my YouTube channel, Tyrannus on YouTube. Um, it's about a 20, 30 minute playthrough. Uh, and it is actually like Nemesis shows up in the demo, of course, because why wouldn't he? Um... But from what I've heard, Nemesis actually plays less of a part in this than he did in the first, the original game. But I've seen in early reviews, without, like, I, I haven't caught any reviews that included spoilers, but they've just said Nemesis is not as much of an annoyance as he was in the first game, which kind of disappoints me a little, but we'll find out on Friday. 
Um, other games I've been playing, I uh, did a 12-hour Elder Scrolls Oblivion stream this past weekend. We're going to continue that after we get through the Resident Evil 3 remake. Play that a few times. We're going to continue on with that Elder Scrolls Oblivion playthrough. That is one of my absolute favorite games ever. Does it hold up? Um, oh, it fucking holds up. Are you playing on console? I tried playing on... I have it on PC. And the problem is it's like I can play it on PC without a problem. But streaming it is a bit of a bitch. Okay. Um, because it does not... Every time I would like try to change the screen from OBS to the game, the game would crash. Ah, okay. So it does not like to be streamed, which that's the case for a lot of older games. Mm-hmm. It can be really tough to stream them if you have them on PC. Um, take some figuring out and doing. But I also owned it on Xbox already, so I was just like, all right, I'll just play on Xbox for this. Um, and it is fucking great. I've always liked Oblivion more than Skyrim, personally. Um, it's my personal preference. On that, I know Skyrim's great, but Oblivion is top marks for me. Probably, like I said, one of my top five games of all time. As well as the original Resident Evil 3, right in there among my top five games ever. Was that your so, first Elder Scrolls? Uh, no, I played Morrowind. Okay, I just It seems like people usually, their first one's their favorite, I feel like. Morrowind is not my favorite because Morrowind on the original Xbox took like, I don't know, ten years to load between fucking screens. Mm-hmm. Um, that was the biggest problem with Morrowind, was, it was you went chunk. from one area to another. Yeah, it played like shit. The The actual content was awesome, but so did Elder, so did 4, honestly. When the Xbox first launched, how many times did Oblivion crash the 360? Like, it, it seemed like it crashed fucking every half an hour you were playing. There was oh, a problem. Yeah. At least that was in, like, the first original... Like, that first month or so of, like, the 360 yeah. one. Because it was a launch title with 360. So it was, like, that first month or so before they started getting patches out. Mm-hmm. That game was buggy as hell. Um, now, however, it's very stable. And it's fucking fantastic. Um, other than that, there's not a whole lot going on. I'm not playing Animal Crossing. I got through Doom Eternal. Nice. Which I cannot fucking recommend enough. Um, if you like first-person shooters, Doom Eternal is the cream of the crop right now for PvE first-person shooter. Um, high intensity, high pace the whole time. Awesome bosses. And, uh, yeah, it's going to challenge you and it's going to ask you to get better throughout the entire game and learn which may not be for everybody. I don't recommend playing it on any higher setting than Hurt Me Plenty. Um, especially if you're not a first-person shooter junkie. You gonna go back and play it on Nightmare? No. No fucking way. Hurt Me Plenty was enough. Where is that in the difficulty scale? Is that towards the top? Hurt Me Plenty is... Hurt Me Plenty is normal. Okay. So it starts with, like, I'm Too Young to Die is the easy mode. And then Hurt Me Plenty is normal. And then ultraviolence is hard, and then nightmare is a fucking nightmare. Um, ultra nightmare is that same. It's not. It's no harder than nightmare. But if you die, the game is over. That is ultra nightmare. So like, it's the same difficulty as nightmare, but it's permadeath. There's no saves. Life to live. Yeah, like no saves. You can't save at the end of beating a level. You have to beat the game start to finish. You can hard save. 
Like, if you only want to play six hours of the ten or so hours you would have to play, you can hard save in there at some point if you haven't died and pick up. But as soon as you're dead, you're done. Um, so that's quite a task to yeah, take it on. Terrible. <laughs> <laughs> it, it does sound terrible. That's why I'm not going to do it. Um, but I highly recommend the game anyways. It is a fucking blast. Um, I would, like, the, the multiplayer is the only other thing I would comment on with it. It needs work. Um, a full multiplayer match is only three people. And this is the only mode that they have currently. Um, and that's my only gripe. Is that a full multiplayer match is three people. It's the only mode they currently have. And it's like... Yeah, you can play as demons versus the Doom guy. Or Doom guy versus the demons. But it doesn't feel right. It feels like it needs something else going on. Probably one of those things they just had to put on the box. I just don't know why right. they bothered making one for this or Doom 2016. Doom 2016 multiplayer was fun as shit. And their whole interface was much better because they had user-made levels you could play too. Um, I don't know if you got into that a whole lot, but there was like hundreds and hundreds of user-made levels that you could go in and play through co-op. And they had challenges, they had all this kind of shit you could do, and I'm like, where's that in this game? That's my only like major complaint. It's like you had this amazing open source way for people to make their own levels in Doom 2016 that you took away for this one. And I'm hoping it makes a comeback at some point. Because me and Don actually used to play that for hours some nights. We just sit there playing the randomly like random levels that people made. It was fucking great. Is it just like deathmatch multiplayer type of thing? They had deathmatch multiplayer, but what I'm talking about is like PvE levels. That they opened up the source and you could make your own. So it's just you and Don against computer enemy AI people. Yep, like a okay. like a um like a horde mode. Yeah, gotcha. like okay. it was like on a user generated level. That I'm still thinking it was PvP stuff. No, 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 no. It it was co op. Gotcha. Okay. And it was awesome. And there was like I said, there was hundreds and hundreds of levels. So I'm hoping at some point that comes back because again, you tell users go ahead and make levels, they will, and the and very often some of those levels were as good as the actual levels. Not all of them. You ran into stinkers, you know. Like not everybody's very good at that kind of thing. Yeah. So. All right, Mike, your time is up. Indeed. Uh, Ian, you're up. Okay, so first off, I'm going to start with what I've been reading recently. Which I know is going to be a very exciting topic for everyone, very titillating. So the book I've been reading right now is Winter War, which is about the the winter in between when Roosevelt was elected president and became president, because him and um, Hoover had a lot of disagreements about the country. Because if you know at the time, FDR and the New Deal, the Republicans said it would kill our democracy and ruin America forever. So it's which about the whole. To be true. Yes, as we all know, America no longer exists. Yep. And the whole, the whole point of it is is the the infighting that happened between the incoming president and the current president. I I think you don't get much of that because no one wants to talk about it in the moment. 
So you have to go back to like the 40s and 50s to see when this happened, or in this case, the 30s. So it's been a really interesting take on politics for me, because I'm not too familiar. I, I know about like the world wars and stuff, but I don't know about the political behind it, like on the home front and stuff. So it's been real cool to see that and then arguments about the Depression. I've also just finished reading Goblin Slayer number nine. It's a light novel from Japan. So it's a basically a fantasy world where you join guilds and you go fight monsters. And our main character, Goblin Slayer, only kills goblins. And he's now a high-ranking guild member. So in issue number nine, he had killed a hobgoblin, no, an ogre a while ago, and now his brother's back for revenge. So Ooh, it's a very epic yeah, it, it's great, and the, you know, the ogre's like, hey, my brother, you killed him! And he's like, I don't even know what you are, because Goblin Slayer only kills about killing goblins. He doesn't even know that guy's name, he doesn't know it's an ogre, he could care less. It's a very fun, like, fantasy story. And then, um, it's been a bit because of the quarantine, I haven't been able to get out to the comic book store, but I've been reading Undiscovered Country by Charles Soule and Scott Snyder. It's basically a take on... <laughs> it's actually going to be really relevant now. I, I'm now wondering how much they knew. So it takes place, I think, about 40, like 20 years, 30, 20, 30 years in the future. And America closed itself off like completely like um, they, they, there's like a no fly zone, like radio signals can't get in. No one has heard anything from America in about like 30 years. And then worldwide during this time, a disease started spreading around and there's a pandemic called Sky and like it makes you like bleed blue and like stuff so they get a message from some guy in america that says he can help them find the cure so it's like it's basically definitely not real life <laughs> right <laughs> it's basically at this point it's like a coal a european coalition and then like a pan-african asian or the two main governments left like they all formed up and they send a squad into america to try and find the cure it's about i think four it's Issue 5 is probably out now. 6 it was probably supposed to come out, but I don't know if it did because quarantine. But it's been really fun. <laughs> Soul and Snyder are two amazing comic book writers. Snyder obviously had that amazing Batman run recently. So it's been really fun. The first cover is just, like, it's a great fucking cover. And one of my favorite parts about it is at the end, they take turns now, like, telling you about the creation of the book and how... Like, they've, they've, they've teamed up in different things. Like, they show you a lot of concept art. Like, they went through how they came up with the first cover. And, like, all the little things and what they liked about each cover and how they made it into one. And um, they even mentioned, like, they thought they wouldn't be able to meet much. But they if they became, it like, really helped them. They just started meeting once a month to go talk in a cafe. Because it just helped them, like, get through life in general, too. Not just making the story, but just as, like, a like mental anxiety reflex thing. What was the name of that again, Ian? Undiscovered Country. Undiscovered Country. Hmm. It's been great. I can't wait to keep reading it. It is ar it's already been optioned for a movie or a TV show. I can't remember which. It was optioned before it came out. Let's see. Um... Then I guess I'll move on to video games for a bit. So I've been playing a lot of free games, and the one is Legend of Runeterra, which is the League of Legends card game. Now, <laughs> I was a big card game guy because I, I was the perfect age for Pokemon, so I did all the Pokemon stuff. I played the <laughs> card game, I went to Toys R Us every week, and then I when I moved out to where Brian lives, he might know it, Um, there was a place called Pittsburgh Sports Cards or something down in Harrison City right by the high school. It's right across from that gas that station. 
It now like okay. does computer stuff. It's next to Boovie's barber shop. Uh, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah, and yeah. When I okay. moved out here, I was super into Yu-Gi-Oh. I'd go out once a week to Parkway Center Mall to play the Yu-Gi-Oh tournament. Then when I moved here, I started going to this guy's to play Yu-Gi-Oh. And then I finally, I part grew out of it and part spending my money on alcohol, which has really made it tough <laughs> for me at that age to continue playing card games. So I've always been trying to like find one like Magic. There's too much magic in the past for me to want to jump in and learn because there's I don't want to play these tryhard sweaty dudes like you know so I was always playing it for 20 years yeah so then I tried Hearthstone and I liked Hearthstone but then I had to spend a lot of money on Hearthstone and I was in college and once again I wanted to spend my money on alcohol <laughs> so I, I just couldn't do both so Runeterra came out and. Their monotonization's a little different. You buy tokens that you trade in for the specific cards you want instead of random packs. But that's limited per week, so you can't just buy every card day one. So everyone's kind of on the same curve of collecting the cards. So it's been a okay. lot of fun. It's it's real similar. Like, they kind of mashed up Hearthstone and Magic for the people that know, like, to make their game kind of. Like, that's the basest way to explain it. It's still your card game with that. It's been really fun. The only problem is, once again, it's it's Riot, it's, so you just know something's going to get fucked up at some point. <laughs> so then, speaking of Riot, the other free game I've been playing a lot is Teamfight Tactics. So I don't know if you guys remember last summer, the Auto Chess explosion happened. No. Nope. So Auto Please Chess explain. is a game where you, you gain money each round, and then you get more money if you win and stuff. And then you can buy units with that money, and then you place them on a board, like a chess board. And then at the end of the round, you get randomly matched against another person, and then your units fight. And then okay. however many units are left, like, you take up how much they cost, and that's how much damage you take to your health. So, someone made it, it was actually a, a League of Legends, like, it was a mod, and then someone made a Dota mod, because Dota's, you know, the other League of Legends. So then, Dota, like, Steam, they're like, well, we gotta make our own auto chess game, and then League of Legends, like, we gotta make one. So I, of course, chose to play the biggest one. And they're on their third season now. It's still in beta, because why would they ever release it? And it's part of their Riot's big thing is, is we got to maybe not make just League of Legends. So they're releasing six games. And one just announced, I can't remember the name, they're making their own Overwatch. So I'm actually going to be excited to check yeah, that okay. out. It's it's that kind of... It's more Counter-Strike in the combat, but it's the fanciful characters with abilities. But it's more Counter-Strike gunplay-wise. So I'm really excited for that because I think it's going to be really cool that someone that's never made a shooter making one doesn't always work, but we'll see. And you know, it's probably going to be free, though they have not confirmed that yet, which is always a worry because <laughs> I don't want to just spend 20 bucks on something. I'm not even 20, I guess I wouldn't mind, but there's, there's things. Yeah, you start getting up there. It's, it's Do I want to take a chance on that or not? Oh, yeah. Now, this one is completely out of the box. This is not a thing I'm really consuming. Today I paid for an art commission. I've never done that before. My big thing was I, I usually go to these anime cons, but they're not happening for some reason. I, can't, I haven't figured that one out yet, but they're not occurring this year. And I, I usually go to buy art there to like support artists. We also go to one called Sci-Fi Valley Con. <laughs> their art. And I bought books there from like a local artist, like a, not a local writer recently. And I, you know, in my head, I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. I'm actually supporting someone trying to write that like actually needs the money because he's basically self-publishing. <laughs> and like, you know, he's like, do you want me to sign these? And I'm like, well, I can't tell him no because he's right there. <laughs> I'm buying his books. 
I'm buying your stuff, but please don't sign don't this. Sign I just want to take the book and go. <laughs> so I did the little E, big B, A, Y. And so I decided to commission art. So that, it was just fun for me to like, instead of like looking around through these dealer halls and looking at all these different art with stuff, I got to just say, hey, do this, please. And it worked. <laughs> so we're going to find out in a month how that is. I'll bring it on to one of our Twitch shows. What did you have commissioned? Do we have like a description of what you asked for? He's gonna pull this statue from behind him. See this one? It's gonna be a full blown picture. Oh god, you encourage this. <laughs> so, Josh hasn't been exposed to this. I can't, yet. Yeah, so it's this girl from Kona Super. Oh, her okay. name is Darkness. So it's gonna be her doing uh, squats. I mean, I was half. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I was half joking, but there it is. <laughs> so that was going on. That was pretty great, and then. But what else is up with me? So then I've been reading... Uh, so I mentioned Goblin Slayer already. So of course I've been reading other manga and stuff. And I'm reading one right now. It's called General Mao. So it's basically a comedy on the on Russia. So instead of um, Stalin... Stalin's dead. And now, for whatever reason, his great-granddaughter is running the country. Seems and, to track. And she's <laughs> nine years old. It, didn't that just like almost happen in Italy? With, like, Mussolini's granddaughter trying to take over, and, like, she's an actual politician in Italy right now? I wouldn't be surprised. I think you're, yeah, that sounds familiar. But, um, so it's, like, it's really cute and fun, and, like, she has, like, there's this one, like, older girl she's always trying to impress that, like, tries to get her to bring in, like, modern outside technology in, you know, because she's, like, a teenager and wants to do cool stuff. So one of them was, like, a photo booth, so she just kind of, like, her... The other girl's dad is pulling her out of General Ma's room, and she's, like, trying to describe a photo booth. So the girl's like, oh, that sounds really cool. So General Ma sets up a photo booth, and it's literally just a cardboard box with, like, a hole cut out like you would do, like, a TV screen when you are a kid playing. And then another guy on the other side taking pictures of people in it. And it's like, oh, it got super popular in this little town. <laughs> so that's been really fun. Um, I'm going to backtrack for a second back to Tiger King, because Mike missed the most important scene in Tiger King. Now you're watching Tiger King and you know, like what's a famous song about tigers. I have the tiger. So this whole time you're waiting for them to play. I have the tiger. So they finally do it for the most <laughs> innocuous goddamn thing. So there's this guy in it named uh, James and they literally describe him as businessman. And so I have the he tiger. He owns a strip club. He owns several strip clubs and other stuff. So I Have the Tiger starts playing, and it's just a minute of footage of James on a jet ski. Now, James is a good 360 pounds, probably 5'10 at best, and he's just rolling around on a jet ski. And they, with a mullet. With a mullet. <laughs> they just playing I Have the Tiger, and it has nothing to do with anything that's going on to the yeah, rest you of think, the show. Like, they're going to give us some revelation about this guy at this point. Like, the, the, the epic song starts playing. He's on the jet ski. The epic scene starts playing. You're like, what revelation are they about to tell us? And it's just like, and so I, uh, and it, it, it's nothing. It's probably like in the fine print of the consent form. Like, we're not going to, like, he's he's like, I don't need any money from this. Just, you have to play Eye of the Tiger over me when I'm doing this. He might have. the only reason. That, he might have paid The only way the I agree to be in your movie. Well, that's the, he's very central to the story. He really sets up our climax, if we can call it a climax, as it's <laughs> ongoing. And free Joe. Free Joe. So another show I'm watching, it's called Asteroid in Love. 
And it's about these girls that a they met when they were about six, seven years old, and they agreed that they want to discover an asteroid. At the time, they, they, they meet back up in high school, so they go to join the astronomy club, only to find out it no longer exists. What? But they find out that it merged together with the geology club into the earth science club. So now it's these bunch of like five high school girls going around doing geology, astrology, having a bunch of fun, living their best lives. It's a very cute, fun show. It's not anything that I expected to hear him describing to me. I tonight. feel like there's parts missing from this. No, that's no that that's a normal. That's the show. That's that, there's nothing weird about that one. That's I watch normal stuff. <laughs> Recently, okay. we were at uh, movie theaters before they, they shuttered those, and I saw the My Hero Academia movie, which for those that you don't know, it's a Japanese anime, like a shonen. It's more of like a Dragon Ball Z kind of thing. It's a world where everyone basically has superpowers, and then the people with the best superpowers become heroes, or they become villains, obviously, you know. You can't control everyone. So it's but it's different from like an X Men. It's like if X Men was like we got it seventy years later where everyone already had the powers instead of like the first generation. So there's none of that discrimination. I think it's eighty five percent of people have these quirks. So this movie sets up about this um the group of villains that want to take over the world and like it's very generic we want to rule the world so power rules might makes right kind of thing but the animation's really well done i definitely recommend checking it out if you haven't seen it which i'm assuming is all of you yeah i've not seen that <laughs> and then there's another movie anime movie that recently came out this one is called weathering with you which was um made by the same guy that did Your Name, which I believe was nominated for an Oscar for Best Animated Film when it came out. So Weathering With You is a story of, basically, it's in Tokyo, but it's just raining constantly now. Like, it's been raining for 100 days straight. And this girl finds out when she prays, it stops raining, like, where she is. So they basically use that power to make money for a while because they're, like, living on their own because their parents died because it's anime. So there's a lot of, like, really cool shots with, like, the rain and running around. It's, like, a beautifully well-drawn film with an excellent soundtrack. The only thing that that really got me is, like, how much it rains. Like, it's just a soggy <laughs> goddamn world. Like, it's literally raining all the time, except for in the one location she prays in, which isn't every day. Oh, wait, so when she prays, it doesn't stop raining everywhere. It just stops where she's at. Yeah, like, basically, let's say a mile radius at best. Interesting. Yeah, it's a very cool film. I don't know how the actual release came out, if it would have been up for Oscars this year or if it would be next year, but I'm assuming it would be there because this guy, he makes bangers. He makes bangers. <laughs> so Put that on the poster. Yeah. Ian says he makes bangers. bangers. Just like Hey Kitty Kitty slaps. <laughs> Check out Hey Kitty Kitty. That's a, that's it does a, slap a little bit. It slaps. <laughs> like, it slaps so another anime i have been watching is called somali in the forest spirit it takes place in a fantasy world where humans are nearly extinct because there's a bunch of different beast men and stuff the humans called them grotesque and humans of course don't like things that aren't like them so the humans started attacking them but in this world the animals because they're actual animal people are a lot stronger than humans so nearly all the humans have been killed off so our story starts with a 
Golem, who is a forest spirit. He just patrols the forest and keeps it safe, makes sure everything's in balance. And he just finds one day this little four or five year old human girl with a chain like around her neck because she like she was obviously going to be sold as a slave. But now she's by herself and she just sees him and yells, Dad. So now they're hanging out and we find out the golem only has 200 days left before he'll shut off and won't be around anymore. So he's taking her around the world to try and find another human to take care of her after he dies. It's a really cool, fun story, which um, it's. Like I said, very well done visually. The music plays along. It's a, the girl's very cute. I really enjoy when you get a a kid in into like a, anything really, like live action or not, and it feels like a kid. They trip, they fall, they're not perfect, they stumble. Like there's there's issues they have because they're a kid. They don't know any better. It's a lot of like really fun shit in that regard. Nice. Oh, never mind. I saw a message in chat. I was like, oh, it's my time coming up, but it's just from Josh. Um, oh, wow. I feel like I didn't get a five-minute warning. So I'm going to move on. <laughs> what? What's your... 210. You got 210. So Warzone. Call of Duty <laughs> Warzone. We've been playing this, uh, me, Brian, Mike, and a bunch of other people. It's the new Battle Royale from Infinity Ward. Because uh, they released Blackout, which didn't do as well as they would hope. So then they released Warzone this year, and it's a lot of fun. I was surprised it started out, I don't know about you guys, that it was threes, like on launch. I don't know how you guys felt about that. Like, were you For the ex- squad size. Yeah, were you expecting it to be threes when it came out, or something else? I think I expected fours, because I think Blackout was four. Wasn't it? Or was it three? I can't remember now, that since no, I, play, it, I haven't it, played Blackout for a while. It was the um, Battlefield one that was four. Right, but I mean, Call of Duty, uh, Black Ops I never Four played Blackout. had yeah, Blackout was available. I think Blackout might have been free you eventually to pur- too to play. Oh, it was I was say you had to purchase Black Ops Four to get Blackout, and I wasn't doing that. Uh, maybe I, I don't know. Either I they, no, they gave us a free weekend to try it, and I think after the weekend, I was like, you know what, I'm gonna pick this game up, and I did buy it for a lot of that for that, and I didn't play it nearly enough. But now I can't remember what the squad size was if it was three or four. Either way, I was going into. Warzone thinking it was going to be four four man squads. So I think the three man works, and I, I the one thing this battle royale does that's different than all the others. There's less emphasis on the looting. Like you're not going around the whole game trying to find the right gun or the right attachment. Really, you're finding those guns early on so you can get enough money to buy a loadout drop, which lets you bring in a loadout from the multi like your normal multiplayer class list. So basically, every game essentially you're going to end up with the same end weapon, which it's a completely different take. I don't think anyone else has tried that yet as a battle royale. And I think it's, it's a brave, some new life into it because you're no longer worried as much about the looting. You can kind of focus on the fighting more and like getting better matchups with that. And then instead of being like, well, I didn't get a spitfire with all the gold fucking attachments. So I can't win this apex game or yeah. shit. All I found is R 99s in Mozambique's. <laughs> I guess we're not making it out of this one, guys. <laughs> and then the vehicles in it has been a nice addition, too. We have seen some recent videos where they might be a little overpowered. And <laughs> the vehicles, they fuck. These vehicles these vehicles kill like Carol Baskins killed her husband. <laughs> <laughs> let, let me tell you something all about... Night for that. <laughs> let me tell you something about vehicles. I, I, I was recently playing a singles match. And I got down to the end. There was... Uh, five people left. Three of us not in helicopters, two in helicopters. Evidently, none of the three of us not in helicopters had rocket launchers. 
Not any of us. But I killed the other two people on the ground. And uh, then the people in the helicopters just stayed up in helicopters. Now, again, this was singles, so one of them had to lose. You know what I mean? They couldn't both win. But they they stayed up in their damn helicopters. <laughs> so they tried it's ram. cheap, but it's a smart play. What? Was it was it two people on the same team or No, 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 it was solos. It was solos. Did they try and no like team. like um uh, I can't remember what it's called now. Joust. Did they try and joust with the helicopters? They, they were circling each other pretty good. And eventually one of the helicopters blew up, but I couldn't see what happened. They mm-hmm. were so far straight up because I'm having to like stay the in ground. the circle yeah. as it becomes like the size of a person. Which I think there's a simple solve to this problem. Let the circle get so small and then just stop. It doesn't have to become nowhere to stand at all. Let it be the size of maybe three players. You know what I mean? Like, let it be I just... I still don't think that solves your helicopter problem, though. They'd still be above you. Let it be... To move. I'm saying... No, no, no. I'm saying make the size of the circle smaller than a helicopter, but bigger than a single person. Well, only that only that part of, like, the cockpit... The helicopters be... take damage and blow up from the Oh, pads. Okay. So it, it would solve that. Like, the heli- like he had to, to win, he had to jump out of the helicopter. And then, because we both had gas masks, but I guess he had the stim pack thing where you can shoot yourself with a needle and, like, get your health back. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Like, there's the... That's what it's called, a stim. Yeah. yeah. So I guess he had that, and I didn't. Of course. So I came in second. I shot the, the one that... The, the hel- first helicopter blew up, the guy jumped out of it, and I shot him out of the air. And when he was, like, parachuting down... Killed him, no problem. The other, the other guy, it's like this should not be how these rounds end. This should not be like, like if I had lost a one v one gunfight there at the end of it, I'd just be like, ah, whatever, shit happens. I didn't lose a one v one gunfight. That was my shot to win a solo, and I lost because somebody was hiding in a helicopter. Use it until they patch I mean, it. That's the that's, way to play the game. Cue. Yeah, that's your cue to use a helicopter. Next or have time. an RPG. Just be that guy. Or a pillar or a joker. I have principles. I have principles. Depends yeah. how bad you want to win. You want to win. If that's the bar, that's that's where you got to go with it. I prefer to raise the bar and be the guy that stands with firm with a line in the sand and says, no, I'm not going to be that asshole. Then I feel like you're going to continue to lose to the dickhead in the helicopter. <laughs> that's why no, you're dead on the like mat while Ivan Drago a... stands above you. <laughs> I feel like I'm always going to have a, a rocket launcher come to the end now. Like that's I'm always going to have one now. So I'm just going to start my time because we're going to I'm just going to keep talking about Warzone because I, I can't stop. Um, Yeah, I think sort of the same video, I think, that Ian was referring to that I, I sent him today. I put it in the discord today, but the, the one guy I watch on YouTube all the time, Tio, um, Swedish guy that I've been watching for like way back for, for since like Battlefield 3, like the one guy that I've, I've stuck with over years on YouTube. Um, But he's been playing Warzone, puts up a couple videos. So the last one he did was just like him and his squad just getting in trucks. Each, all three of them took a different truck and were just trolling people the entire time. And they fucking win this thing, basically staying in the trucks most of the time. And the other get from that video was that, like, the, the RPG is like a great secondhand weapon because they were using that for everything. And even when I played with uh, Don and Tim the one night that we won, they were raving about the RPG, which I technically don't really use. Like, I use it as a last resort sometimes, but not. it's not like my go-to weapon choice to try to use. Oh, it's overpowered. Yeah. Like, it, so, it, it's too prevalent, there's too many rockets around for it. It, it. It's one of those things that it's like, it could use a little bit of a tone down, just an ammo. Yeah, 
and I think as much as I, I love this mode and it's got me to play Call of Duty more than I have in probably five years, um, there's still like the Call of Duty staples. Like the RPG is not something that should be, like like Mike said, overpowered and something to be relied on in a game that's about gunplay. It should it should be overpowered. It shouldn't well, be as easily available. Fair, fair. It shouldn't yes. be just laying around like I so many times you drop into a match and it's like, oh look, I have a handgun. And here's an RPG, and here's an RPG, and here's an RPG. It's like, I just want a fucking assault rifle, and I found six rocket launchers before I found anything else. Well, at the same time, it's almost like they have to put it in there because there are vehicles on the field. So you have to have those available to be able to counter the vehicles that are on the ground. And that's the problem. And they've added more guns with the new patch. You can There's a more variety now, and I think there's you yes. find more other guns. There's less, like, okay, that's all RPGs now. Yeah. Yeah. Good. I haven't played since the patch. I haven't actually got a chance. I want to try to hop on soon, but I've not gotten a chance to play since the patch. Like, I know they changed some controls up and stuff like that. Yeah, the spotting system needed some work, and they changed it, which I don't know if it's better. I'm Did still they make getting it used one of the it. sticks? No. Um, that... So, when the when the game first came out, the spotting, at least for, for I'm like playing on Xbox, so I got the Xbox controller. So, spotting people was the up direction on the pad, which... I got used to, but it's terrible for that split second that you have to take your thumb off the left stick, which is your movement, to try to spot an enemy. So you're standing still in those split seconds you need to spot someone, which is a terrible idea in a first-person shooter. Right. Um, after the last patch, they flipped some of the grenade controls where your right bumper is your grenade. If you hit, I think, like, I can't remember if it's up or down on the one of the pad directions. I think maybe left and right. Uh, switches between your tactical and uh, lethal grenade. So you, okay. you map one to right bumper, and then you throw that grenade. So your left bumper is now free, so that becomes your spot button. Which takes a bit to get used to, because even still, now I feel like my You're taking finger, it off of ADS. Right, it's, I'm losing my aim down sights to try to spot people. So that's still not much better, but at least I can just... still move. So well, I would take that, that these over companies the companies don't just let us map to the controller what we want things to be? Yeah, so you can on PS4. The, the... You can do it on Xbox too. Like with a with a pro, you can do it. Like you yeah, can so map you a pro the... any way you want, but you have to map it differently for every game. But isn't that what you're saying? They'll let you map it how you want it. I'm saying in game, let me map it so I don't have to go out. Because like if I map, so what I would have to do to make that work is I would have to map the left bumper to be like the left stick pushing. Mm-hmm. On the controller, yeah, not uh, in the game, but on the controller, and that would be for every game, unless I changed it back. Let us do it in the game. Just let us have a controller mapping in these yeah. games. And maybe that's something they'll work on or, or tweak it, because I feel like that's got to be something they're getting feedback. Considering the first almost patch they did after Warzone came out, they switched what button spotted people. They were definitely getting feedback on that control. It's just funny, because on PC you can do it with the keybinds, like whatever right so, like, they, yeah, they you can, can do, do whatever you want with keybinds no, but i mean like they clearly can put it in the game like this input does you know you can clearly change it it's i'm playing it makes with no difference guys. whatsoever to the competitive aspect of the game because we're all playing together anyway so i can do it you guys can't you're right right and, and if i can change my controls to be whatever button i want to press should do whatever i want it to do that should be in like every game no that's i think something people have been talking about since the 360 came out i think about mapping like once yeah. we had an actual os and like storage system that was reliable enough i think people have been asking for this from everyone and i don't know if anyone yep. that's reliably done it 
Guess we'll see if next gen does it. No. There's some games I've played that are close. Mm-hmm. Destiny came close, because Destiny has, like, a significant number of layout options. It's not laying it out 100% customizable, but there's a lot of options that you have in Destiny so for your button layout. Um, Dark Souls dealt with this, because for a long time in Dark Souls, you had to press the same button to sprint as you had to to jump. It was the same button, so you had to stop sprinting and press that button again to be able to jump. And that sucked. So what did they do with Dark Souls 2? They changed it so you could choose between pressing the B button or pressing in the left control stick. And then by the time Sekiro came around, which this is one where you can do it, you can map whatever the hell you want in Sekiro. That's helpful. Um, they, they did that because they had a lot of people that wanted to play it, but used like the... Um, what are those controllers called for the disabled? Is the it like Avenger? adaptive controllers? Oh, yeah. I was thinking like of a specific where... model was the Avenger, but yeah, the adaptive controllers. Yeah, so like if you're disabled and you want to play these games and the specific keybinds that a game comes with don't suit you, they won't suit the adaptive controller. And companies need to start opening that up so that disabled people can map it to be whatever they want on that adaptive controller. Um... And it it does not change anything about a fucking game for me to press the A button and have it do what I want it to do. You know what I mean? Like, it doesn't make the game any different. If I prefer to press the right bumper instead of A, let us do that. Yeah, that's some... Yeah, ideally that's something that will be fixed in hopefully future generations or, or moving forward with games. But like Ian said, they've been talking about that for years and nothing's happened, so don't hold your breath. I'm ho- I'm holding my breath for next gen to actually care about that kind of thing because yeah. they they can. I don't think they even did it with Stadia, so. <laughs> Jeez, like, that that's your, that that's your. Uh... It's a revolutionary new game platform that came out <laughs> from a billionaire. <laughs> if they can't do it, who can? Uh... That same billionaire that made all the great YouTube choices recently. Yeah, I bet Stadia got canceled um... while we recorded this. Yeah, probably. Most likely. <laughs> it should. Um, trying to think what else about Warzone. Um, I do like the fact that uh, it gives you a, little, a couple more chances to come back. Like, it's not just once you die, you're done. Mm-hmm. Um, first life, you're in the gulag, so you got to win a 1v1 to come back. Even if you fail, if your teammates are still alive, they can earn cash to bring you back as many times as they can before the end of the match, which makes it feel more exciting. You're not just sitting there waiting for your friends to die. You're actively rooting for them to do good so that you can then be revived and come back and help. Am I the only one here that's hoping for, like, a gulag tournament mode? Where it's just the gulag and, like, say, 64 people or 150 people enter and it's a last man standing. Just keep winning until you die and then you're uh, out. I just, like, what, just 1v1s in the gulag until one person's left standing. Well, they have, I mean, they have something similar, but it's not, like, a tournament style. Like, Ian and I were playing the uh, the gunfight mode, which is 2v2 in small matches like that. And it's, you get two rounds of a weapon set and then they swap it and then you try another weapon set for two rounds and then it's first to six rounds wins and then, you know, you get match made again and go over. Yeah. Um, but that's available, like, you have to own the game for that. The only free part of it is the Warzone uh, part of it, um, which Warzone comes with a couple game modes. There's the Battle Royale and then there's the Plunder, which is a money grab type well, isn't of... isn't that blood money now? Not, yeah, they changed the rules a little bit, um, where... As soon as you kill someone, they are guaranteed to drop money. So I think they're trying to force engagements instead of just people running around grabbing cash. They're trying to 
entice people to kill other players to then get, be rewarded for that. Which doesn't always Yeah, work. I'm pretty sure Chris, Sean, and myself won a couple of matches by not killing anyone. <laughs> like I mean, zero I think kills, zero engagement, zero other people seen, and we won the match. Yeah. Was that plunder or blood money? That was in plunder. That was back okay. when it, before they patched okay. things up. Um, that's how bad plunder was with like you didn't have to do anything good to win. Right. Yeah. Um we we referenced it on your show, but the the last time I played Blood Money was the time I just raged and was like, I am tired of this. I cannot <laughs> It's faster paced and I don't know if that's good, but it I got into that Call of Duty cycle of like live die repeat of just like being respawned, kid died immediately by the same fucking guy, and then I get pissed off and try to kill the same fucking guy See, only for him to kill me again. The, the, the problem with just it is, is he could have chosen to drop anywhere on this map. He could have floated could his parachute the same guy. with the giant height advantage with the thermal scope. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like I'm dropping in with my teammates thinking I'll try to cover them while they're doing stuff, or maybe they can help me stay alive, but no, I just die immediately, or I'm always running See, behind them, and then I get picked off again. And, so and that I was feel the last like I'm the opposite, was... because, like, I play normal Warzone, and I've got a KD of, like, 0.8. Not very good. And I play Plunder, Blood Money, whatever it's called, and I'm, like, 1.4, which is pretty good. Yeah. So, I feel like I'm the complete opposite, where it's, like, Give people an objective where I can know where engagements are going to happen, and I'm fine. When engagements could happen with me being shot in the back at any given point in time, I don't do very good. Yeah. Um, but yeah, all that being said, I'm still absolutely fucking loving Warzone. Um, there's a good chance I'm going to keep playing this. Um, you can probably you can check out Mike's stream. I try to stream on Twitch when I'm remembering to do that or when I think we're going to win. I streamed. Mike and I both streamed our first win with Ian. Ian was there too, uh, so that's out there. If you want to watch us win our first war zone, that is out there. It's on YouTube. Watched. I have it up um, on YouTube. Yes. What's the uh, YouTube? So go channel? check that out. Tyrannus. Um, T a u r a n i s s. Tyrannus on YouTube. Uh, I've I've been kicking myself because I have won a couple matches since then, and I did not decide to stream them. So they're they exist. I got, I took screenshots of the winning page. I just haven't. I don't have those as a video log to be able to show people like, look, this is how we won. I have proof. I, also, I recorded my second win with Dawn, which you can also find on YouTube. There you go. That's there. I have remembered to record things. That wasn't yeah, on stream. Well, that's kind of like what you do now. I'm, I still got to remember to let, just turn that on when I'm just playing. Um, so yeah. So between Mike and I check out the Twitch pages. I'm on Twitch's Bry guy, two eight, eight, four, uh, check us out. Hopefully I'll be, trying to remember to stream more stuff. Um, I am under the gun for eight minutes, so I'm going to try to get through some of the other stuff that's not Warzone. Um, between being off of work for a little while, recovering from surgery, and then this whole quarantine thing, I fired up my PS4 for the probably first time in months uh, to play through some stuff. So I was trying to go through... Because I've bought games on there on sale that, I, that are just sitting there waiting for me to do something with. Um, I had, has, had a game save in there. I was trying to play through the Uncharted series. I bought four when it was on sale, probably Christmas or possibly even early last year sometime. I don't remember how long I had, but it's been sitting there waiting for me to do it. And I was like, I'm going to play through the first Uncharted trilogy before getting to four. Uh, it's a franchise I love. I absolutely adore those games. Um, I picked up a save from three, so I finished three while I was off and then went into Uncharted 4. I finished Uncharted 4 in like five days. That game is fucking great. Um, 
I, I cannot talk enough about those games. I it makes me I love those games so much that it makes me fearful of the movie because I I want the movie to be the game so badly that I don't think they're going to be and I think I'm going to walk out of that movie disappointed by the time it's released. But like what do you want then? Like just the story like notes or like Not even the story. Like I first of all, I want the adult Nathan Drake. I don't think it needs to be kid Nathan Drake like origin story crap. I think you can do an Indiana Jones. Like that's all Nathan Drake is in Uncharted. It's, it's modern day Indiana Jones. Just give me that. I think I think you can definitely find someone that fits that bill and somehow looks like I mean, ten years ago, Nathan Fillion would have been perfect. And I'm so glad they did that short film with him because that's I've wanted that for years. So at least that scratched that itch it's kind of for me. But and right now I couldn't tell you off the top of my head who I would cast as Nathan Drake. Um, I like Tom Holland enough that I, I want to see what happens, but I don't think you need to do an origin story of young Nathan Drake and then try to kick off a franchise that way. I think that's unnecessary. I don't think he makes a good Nathan Drake anyways. Yeah, I mean, it depends I like Tom what they do Holland, with him. but I don't think he's Nathan Drake. It's yeah. a different character. I, want, I, want to, I still want to see what they do. I like, like I said, I'd like Tom Holland enough to see where they go. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll reserve judgment if that movie ever fucking gets made because the revolving door of directors, it just keeps changing. True. Um, what else? I started back up. I very, very quickly started The Last of Us probably months ago, and then I got sidetracked with other stuff. So I started to dive back into that game. I didn't get to finish that one because Warzone happened. So I've I've been distracted very much by Warzone and have not finished The Last of Us, but I fully intend to go back and finish that game. Um, as far as stuff that I've been watching, I, I think the last movie I saw in theaters was actually Sonic, which was fucking great. Did he go fast? He did go fast. <laughs> Gotta go fast! Did they play the Sonic song? Did we get, like, the... There wasn't... I was really hoping that the soundtrack would be, like, Sonic-level theme songs, just as an orchestra type of thing. Like, yeah. when Sonic's on, you hear that as, like, his theme. There is one or two instances where they queue up music from the game, but it is not as a as prevalent in the soundtrack as I would have hoped. How many chili dogs oh. were there? I did. I did not count. Probably a lot. Well, let's see, was there more than one then? <laughs> I'm trying. I mean, he eats food at a bar. I'm trying to think if he has a chili dog at the bar. Somehow that sort of makes sense where it could fit in. Well, yeah. I mean, it's it's, it's a signature food. You got to put it in if he's eating. There. So there you go. Maybe it's probably in there. Um, I take it none of you have seen that movie. Not yet. Yeah, I was. I almost watched it yesterday, but I'm not yet. Okay. Because I think now it's worth like, it. It's on the early access stuff yeah. now. And uh, I was, I don't, because you have to buy it. And I was right. like, uh, 20 bucks to buy it. I don't know if I'm going to like it that much. Like, I really uh, love the shorts. Amazon says they have, I don't know if it's a 4K version, but it's on sale for 17 Is that digital or disc? Digital. Okay. I mean, that's still, like, 17 is still 20 bucks basically. Uh, it's like, no, it's, it's a couple bucks less, but it's not like... yeah. I can I can wait the time and pay five bucks to rent it and find out if I like it. Yeah, it, uh, Josh, did you get around to that one or no? No, I had actually wanted to. Um, I think Sarah had said that she could have like taken it or leaving or left it, and uh, then yeah, we just didn't get there before everything went to shit. I can't believe that was yeah. a Valentine's movie for you guys. <laughs> it did come out on Valentine's no, Day. No, uh, that actually, yeah, that same weekend we actually we went to see uh, Fantasy Island instead. Oh, big mistake. It's kind of surprising because she knew Josh would go fast. <laughs> <laughs> and that wasn't going for. 
called low blow. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it was right there, man. Have You're I, the jizz. Why not? Did, did I unknowingly insult <laughs> you in a former life or something? <laughs> <What> the hell. <laughs> Really, the callback you just made may never get used ever. Like, <laughs> no one's gonna get that. <laughs> I don't. I don't. It doesn't. I don't care. <laughs> Brian, I get Brian, it. That's... You say it that way. You have to put it in the cold open. I, I've learned. Apparently, I've learned that. that. Yes. That you reference stuff Brian wants to cut that he has to put it in. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, that considering the shit storm that that movie went through whether you know over their character design for Sonic and how they salvaged that design I'm glad to see that it made a shit ton of money when it came so out you say salvage they, but they deserved the shit storm I feel like this was a new coke thing where they purposely released a very shitty looking Sonic <laughs> to get people talking about it and they were never going to release that like that I was hope so goddamn bad I that hope that's true because the alternative did, is terrible like that looked like an yep. unholy abomination sent from hell <laughs> and then they release the, same the fucking time, screenshots. Everything about that Sonic design says like studio. It has studio notes written all over it. Someone that has no idea who Sonic is or like why he should be looking like a cartoon or from the video game. Like we gotta make him look more human. No one cares about a cartoon. He has to be human looking. Ah, it's like, a hedgehog. Give him fucking straight teeth like they were fucking on braces. And... Yeah, it's uh, it's yeah. Leon's right. It's 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 horrifying, but. He looks a lot better in the movie. The finished product is a lot better. Uh, so if you're curious about Sonic, I would say check it out. It's it's literally, it's peak Jim Carrey, too. If you love Jim Carrey from the 90s Ace Ventura era, goddammit, watch this movie. I did really like um, about that, though. I heard Ben Schwartz, they had him do the like little teaser trailer when they were pitching it to the studios. Yeah. And he wasn't actually going to be the voice of Sonic. They just eventually couldn't get anyone else. I'm like, you want to do it, Ben? <laughs> well, that works. It's even better. He's great in the movie, too. Very happy for um, after House of Lies got canceled. Uh, last one for me. I decided to uh, jump on CBS All Access for the free month. Um, so I had, I think I talked about it a while ago, but I had bought the first season of Star Trek Discovery and watched that. Like I own a hard copy of the, the season set. And since I don't have CBS All Access, I had to wait till the second season came out and try to buy it, which I haven't done. Uh, so now that I'm, getting the free month, I decided to jump into season two of Star Trek Discovery, which that show is great. Is um, that the, it's worth checking out. Is that the Star Trek like they announced when they were doing CBS All Access, or is it that they make another? Okay, yes, that's yeah. okay. I just wasn't sure yes. if there was two or something. No, uh, yeah. That's well, Jason Isaacs and... Yes. Yeah. All that stuff. Um, first two seasons... There's only two seasons out. I don't know when season three starts. I probably won't be able to watch it because I'm sure my month will be up by then before it starts. But they... I mean, CBS All Access does the week-to-week episodes. Mm-hmm which seems to be some of the norm that streaming services are starting to do How now. How many episodes is a season? Uh, sec- Season two was 14. I don't remember what season one was. Are they 24 or hour, like half hour, hour? 50-ish minutes. Oh. Yeah. Oh. I'm surprised you even set a time um, for yourself. I- I've been waiting yeah. on that free CBS All Access. I'm trying to activate it like at the very end of the availability of it. So that anything that does come out, it, like between now and the end of that month that I would have, right. I can access the most stuff possible. Yeah, I think it's. I think that they're giving the promo code away until like April twenty third or something. I think was the date. Yeah. Um, and a friend of mine actually texted me a second code, so I think I'm activated for two months. So if you, I think if you try the code gift, and then the second code is enjoy, and hopefully you get two months free. 
for oh, CBS so I could All do Access. That, like the twenty second, and then I would be good until like June twenty second. I mean, I don't know when the. I'm assuming the codes are still valid through then. At least the gift one was what the one they promote until the end of April. I don't know about the second code and the okay. enjoy code. I don't know when that's valid through. I'll have to look um, that up. But he just said, hey, try this. I did it. It worked. So I tried it and it seemed like it took. So I think I'm Sweet. okay for a little bit. Um, so the next show I'm going to jump into is Picard. I have to. That was another reason I wanted to try CBSL Access and see what that. So that just wrapped up its first season. So I do want to see that what that's about. Um, so hopefully we can, we can, I can talk about that the next time we do one of these. Um, which I feel like should be sometime soon, by the way, because we're all cooped up and have nothing to do. Yeah. The news cycle is pretty slow because no one's working or doing anything. You're not going to talk about all the delays. Yeah. Yeah, Well, I mean, that, that's one thing I would mention is that we did get an update on the, on the delay of Ghostbusters. Yeah. Um, which kind of ruined my fucking year. Um, what? knowing that it wasn't coming out until March next year now, um, that, that kind of like ruined, like, I was like, oh, they'll push it back until the fall. No, they're like, fuck you, March. And I'm like, God Which I get. It. I mean, everything else is starting to get pushed back too. So I'm sure some of the dates they had maybe lined up. Some people were already starting to take, so they just played it safe and went out like a full year. Yeah, I get it. It's and at the same like... time, like we talked about that on the show where like, Maybe them putting stuff into the quote unquote like off months might start a trend going forward where we can get year round movies and not just like three months of the summer. Let's put everything in there. Yeah. It just sucks that it has to be that movie, the the one that I wanted to see the most. Like that was that <laughs> was the gut like punch the for me. That it's thing, like, like shit to get people back into the theaters at the end of all this because they're projecting like right around its release date initially is when they're projecting right now that all this shit's gonna like slow down and come to an end if there was anything that could get me back into a crowded theater of people after all this shit happens it's fucking ghostbusters no yeah. no the, the, i already hate <laughs> everyone else in a movie theater the last thing i need is for one of them to be asymptomatic <laughs> i understand what you're saying and i agree with that but i'm saying if there was something i didn't say that it would but if there was something it was going to be ghostbusters what's releasing in june now nothing no one will be in the theater because we won't be yeah, allowed. Every, everything's gotten delayed. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But whatever, whatever the first movie out is, it'll probably be Black Widow. Honestly, if I had to guess, it'll probably be Black Widow. Will be the first big movie that they put out after all of this shit. And if I was guessing, I mean, I think regardless of whatever the first big movie is, I think audiences are still going to be hesitant to go to the movie theater whenever it's released. Yeah, I wouldn't want to be the first one to test that market. Yeah. I really That's wouldn't. somebody taking a gamble that people want to be really forgetful about what's been going on and how quickly, you know, the movie-going audiences want to venture out into public like that and when in closed space with a bunch of people. Could the Chinese, like, yeah. movie market have any effect on it, like, waiting for that to open back up, too? Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, for sure. Because they, they know they can make half their budget back or, you know, half, whatever they expect to earn. Half of it comes from China anyway, mm-hmm. so they want China to be open, too. We talked about that, actually, on the last podcast about, like, China opened up for a couple of days and then shut back down. Yeah, did anybody check that? Is that what is that the timeline of events that just, is that how it happened? No, I never followed I that. didn't check it. I Yeah, yeah. I, I didn't go to check it. I, mean, I know they I had no like, reason to question they it. They relaxed, like, their restrictions and they put them back on. But I, I don't okay. know if they're on full-on, like, like, arresting people in Vans quarantine again, but... Yeah, I, I thought I – Josh was talking about how he thought that the, he was reading that they opened the movie theaters back up, and then I thought I read one after that that said that they closed them back a, pack again so that no one's going to the theater there again. 
at least right now. But I, I wasn't sure the timeline of events, if I, if I was reading an article before him or after him. Um, so anyway, yeah, that's, that's all I got. So I think that's probably a good place to end it for us. I, uh, I, if I may, I would be a horrible yeah. friend if I uh, did not pitch something for a good friend of ours. Oh, yeah. Uh, I think I've mentioned her on the show before, but um, her name is Sarah Tarkoff. Uh, T-A-R-K-O-F-F She is a screenwriter among other things She's actually worked on Arrow for several years Um, Oh yeah, yeah, I remember Sarah telling me about her A high school friend of my wife's Um, The third book in her uh, Eye of the Beholder trilogy Just came out yesterday, on March 31st Um, So it started with Sinless, which I think was 2018 And then Fearless uh, I believe it was a year later, and now uh, the the last one in the series, Ruthless, was just released. Um, it is available, I think, through like Amazon and a bunch of online bookstore retailers. Um, there are some channels you can find that I think can try to connect you into like your local, uh, you know, like mom and pop bookshops uh, to support them as well. Um, but again, if you are looking for stuff to do and if you like to read, um, check this out. Uh, it's the third one in the series. There you go. Yeah, IndieBound is the place you can go to look for books for your local independent bookstores. I think that's the one she mentioned. I just couldn't remember the name. Thank you. It's called what? In- IndieBound? Bound, yes. Nice pun. I-N-D-I-E-B-O-U-N-D dot org. Yep, got it. Perfect. And if they type in Eye of the Beholder series, they'll be able to find it, you think? Uh, Probably. Um, I, I'm looking on Goodreads right now and that's sort of how it's uh the entry is there i have the beholder series um again i'm sure probably if you search you know her author name as well again t-a-r-k-o-f-f um you could get there eventually as well have to check that out yeah this is for doing plugs i want to plug a podcast it's called a fireside chat hosted by Ryan McCormick. <laughs> it's a audio diary cur- currently. The current format's an audio diary of his everyday life because he can't see a psychiatrist every day. Check <laughs> it out. I think the most recent one, it's hard to keep track, was him giving us an hour-long story about him moving into a new place and deciding to drop acid right before he got a couch delivered. <laughs> Very fun story. I think, I think we can call him friend of the pod, right? He's a friend of the pod. Yeah, friend of the, fr- former co-worker of half this podcast. Yeah, <laughs> and, and if we're and if we're plugging podcasts, I'll go ahead and I'll plug Super Friends Uncut, which you can catch on Twitch and soon on YouTube, where we give a live uncut podcast of uh, it's myself, Brian, and Ian. In the future, probably others. We'll we'll figure that out when the time comes. Uh, you can catch that on Twitch and on YouTube very soon. Under what name? Taramis. It'll be on my <laughs> YouTube channel. Same one we mentioned earlier. So there you go. For anyone listening, there's no shortage of stuff to listen and watch and read. You can this is the time to do it. Fucking pontificate all you want. And you have my backlog of podcasts that I have put out on here before. You've probably heard of them. Go back, listen to those old episodes, and find out what they're called. He's he's asking you to remember because he doesn't remember any of them. <laughs> oh, Lord Holio. <laughs> oh, damn it. He did pull one. He did remember one. Uh, all right. So if you've enjoyed the show, please support us. Leave a five-star rating and review. Uh, give us a share on social media. 
Make sure to follow or subscribe to keep up with the show. We are on Spotify, iTunes, Google, hosted on Anchor. Uh, as always, you can find us on Facebook, search Bright Guy and Super Friends, or go to facebook.com slash Friends. You can send us questions, comments, topics, suggestions, any of that stuff there. You can uh, attempt to email us, Friends at gmail.com. Josh claims I'm going to check it. I probably won't, but you can try. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at BGSuperFriends. And on behalf of Ian, Mike, Josh, and myself, thank you for listening, and we'll talk to you next time. Love you guys. We miss you, Andy.